to season three of One Day You'll Thank Me, a podcast for smart parents. I'm Dr. Tara Egan. And I'm not a Dr. Anna. I'm a mom, a therapist, and an author. And I'm a daughter and a kick-ass high school student. Each week, we'll discuss a different parenting topic. And we'll interview some fantastic guest experts. We'll leave you with practical tips and information. Plus, you'll get the perspective of a teen. Stay tuned, everyone. Boom. Welcome back. We are here for yet another solo episode. Boom. It's going to be my thing now. I know. (laughs) I feel like you're a little grouchy today. I'm not grouchy. Just a little on theme. You know, like we have this whole chores atmosphere going on. Yeah, we're going to talk about how families can be families that work together and get chores done. Because parents ask me all the time, how do I get my kids to do chores? Yeah. So what's your grief? I don't know. It's just chores are such a negative thing, and I'm just not feeling it. Did you do any chores today? Mm, maybe. I know we talked about chores. Yeah, we did, but it was for this episode. I mean, I, like, took a shower. That's so, not like, a chore. That's hygiene. <laughs> yeah. You uh, convinced your brother to scoop litter. Yeah, boom. Chore done. Check. I, you know, yeah. I I think it was sort of like, you better scoop litter or mom's not going to take you to the basketball court. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. The litter's done. Yeah. Well, I'm, I don't know that you're in a real place of hardship over chores, but we have talked about it today. So now we're here to share our brilliance with our audience. Ta-da! All right. Let's cut to the chase. couple things I want to say just to kind of set the tone here. So first of all, chores are universal. Everybody has to do chores. And I think in some households, parents end up taking a really big load because parents asking their kids to do chores is actually not fun for us. Are you sure? I'm very sure. But you get a clean house out of it. Now I do. As a mother of teenagers who have had experience with chores. But in the beginning, and honestly not that long ago, Me asking you chores was more of an exercise in practice versus like it actually resulting in cleanliness or my standards being maintained. Like it's so much easier for me to just clean the kitchen myself and do it in 20 minutes than to like coach your brother through the process of paying attention to all the steps. That's true. I never thought about it like that. Yeah. It's kind of exhausting. (laughs) And so you being as old as you are and as responsible and you're having good attention to detail, like pretty much if you do it, it's going to be done to the same standard I would or close to it. But you're old now. You know, it wasn't always that way. Yeah. So, I mean, as parents, sometimes parents can get so exhausted and like kind of beaten down by the process of prompting their kids to do chores over and over that they kind of give up. And then kids might not even recognize how much work it takes to keep a household running smoothly. True. Yeah. So I like you guys to not be like burdened by it. I don't want you to not get enough sleep because you have to do all these chores. Yeah. But I also want you to understand like food doesn't magically appear. Mm -hmm. It doesn't get cleaned up by itself. Yeah. We've always been expected to help around the house. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it makes you like a better. More rounded person. Well, I just think you're more engaged in our household. So. Yeah. Has I tricked me into spending time with you? Sometimes. Sometimes kidding. we do chores together. Like we have a gardening plan tomorrow. Oh, 
boy, oh boy. Yeah. I think you're going to love it, though. It's barely going to feel like a chore. Oh. Okay. It's like going to be a, more like a workout. Is it going to be like a shower? I get it, because like you said, it wasn't a chore. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be practically like hygiene. (laughs) (laughs) No, it is not. It will be more than that. So a couple other things is the sooner we can foster a team mentality in our kids where we create a culture in our home where we're all pitching in to create a home that works for all of us, a home that's nice, that runs smoothly, that we have things like clean dishes and clean clothes and we know where things are. But I think in order to do that, people have to be mindful to, one, not have excessive stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think everybody's different as far as like what they appreciate as far as clutter. But there's times where parents will say, you know, my kid's room is a disaster. You know, you walk in there and you're ankle deep in clothes and art supplies and books. And I'm kind of like, hmm, this is probably your kid telling you that they can't really handle having all of those things, that it's overwhelming. They take those things for granted. They don't know how to keep them organized and they're not motivated to do so. Like I always try to encourage parents to have the best fit amount of stuff with what they can handle. Yeah, that's a good. Like you have a comfortable amount of clothes, a comfortable amount of books and makeup and just stuff, right? Blankets, yeah. animals. Yeah, but you don't have so much that it things don't have a place or you forget what you have or you're just overwhelmed by keeping up with it. Yeah. But I don't want you to have like a bare room that's got like three things. It's finding the right balance. Yeah, exactly. And another thing is I want parents to really focus on keeping their house in a way that's reflective of the age of their kids. So if you've got a bunch of little kids and a bunch of fragile stuff on shelves that kids can reach, that's not a good fit. That's just a power struggle. That's just increasing stress. The kids are not going to be able to manage your need to have fragile things. Or if you have a toddler or honestly, like any kid who's under the age of 25 and you have like a white couch in your living room, like everybody's just going to be mad because (laughs) that kid's going to put their feet up on the couch. They're going to have sticky hands. They're going to make pen marks because they're doing their homework sitting there. And you've kind of set the stage for there to be a lot of frustration and resentment. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we've never really been in that situation because we always have the appropriate amount of things and not really fragile things. I definitely think that when we got dogs, we had to be more mindful of that because, you know, they're crazy. Yeah, their tails just wag so enthusiastically. Yeah, and all of a sudden I'll be like, run, 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 run. The the doorbell rings and like they catapult (laughs) over the couch. Yeah. Yeah. We were at the store yesterday and I mentioned wanting more lamps. Mm -hmm. And you were like, how about this one? And I was like. No way. It's way too breakable for the dogs. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. You want to have a household that reflects the stage of life you're in and the life that your kids are in. All right. Let's talk about a couple different strategies of how parents can construct their expectations. So how do we do it here? What'd you say? How do we, you know, I know you have two houses, but at our house. Um, We normally just help out when we're asked or when we're told to do something. I mean- Normally, there's a few chores you give us each day. Some of them are harder than others, but I don't know. We all kind of chip in together and keep our house nice and running smooth. Well, and that's always what I've told you of like, if it turns into a big struggle, then we're going to have to have more structure to it. But if you understand the things I'm asking you are reasonable, we just have a common goal of getting through the day smoothly and successfully, and you're part of that dynamic, then 
if you get that and you respond when prompted, like we're good. It doesn't need to be any more complicated than that. And I feel like if I tell you guys to do something, you do it. I'll say, hey, make sure like while I'm at work, make sure you empty the dishwasher and take the dog for a walk and like change the sheets on your bed. I come home and doesn't mean every single time, but most of the time it's done and it's done without tons of attitude because Mm -hmm. people want sheets changed on their bed sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I think that me and my brother, we do a good job of like understanding that our house needs to be clean and we have to do things to keep it that way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And normally you're considerate. You won't like demand us be like, you have to do it within the next five minutes. If you're not downstairs doing the dishes in five minutes, you're going to get your phone taken away. It's mm-hmm. like within the next half an hour or so, I would like you to make your way over to the dishes. <laughs> That'd be nice. But the thing is, is you also do it. Yeah. There's some kids who will practically give their parents the finger and oh. be like, I'm not doing that. Ooh. And in that situation, they can't really create a relationship where they're kind and respectful to each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard, even heard of kids being like, well, why don't you do it? Oh. Right. And it's like, that wouldn't fly here. Like, our our chore world would look very different if you gave me that type of response. Yeah. And I think we've communicated in a way from the very beginning when you were really little of like, hey, we're all a team. Let's all work together to clean up the playroom or clear the table or whatever it was. So, you know, we have to hang up our wet bathing suits and, you know, just basic put your towel away. Mm -hmm. So some of it you guys do pretty naturally, but also you just kind of know how to respond to prompts. What's your take on allowances? Ooh, good question. Thank you. So as you know, I have never given you allowance Mm -mm. and I wasn't given allowance as a kid. We were taught you help out and everybody's part of this household. I have given you money for chores that are above and beyond. Like during Christmas time? Mm-hmm. Like if you say, I want to earn some money, and especially if you're doing a chore that is exclusive to something that I would normally do just for myself. Like there's times you help with laundry, but it's really kind of more your own laundry versus you doing my laundry. Yeah. And so I think the times that you've had the opportunity to earn money has been like, okay, actually take something off my plate, not just like caring for yourself. Uh-huh. So, like, I know one time your brother earned money by taking all the stuff out of the cabinets, wiping down the inside, and putting all the stuff back. And it was just, like, one of those extra deep cleaning chores that I really wouldn't have assigned you guys. Yeah. And he wanted to earn money, and so he did it. And then took him, you know, it took him a while, and he earned some money. But I also feel like because you're good kids, you're responsible, you're respectful, if there's something you need or you want – I kind of look at it as like, have you contributed to the household? And if you have, I'm more comfortable with getting it for you. And most of the time you guys ask for things I would want to buy you. Like you asked me recently for a certain book. You pointed out your leggings were ripped and could we get more? Yeah. Like it's all, you know, you're not asking for crazy things or anything. Mm -hmm. So I think for some families, allowance works really well, but it I just don't think it should undermine the responsibility that your kids have as a member of your house. Because there's times where kids are like, I'm not doing a darn thing unless you pay me for it. Ooh. And I just think that is a tough situation to be in where they feel entitled to be paid for everything. Because that's when they grow up, you know, and they're manager of their own house. No one's going to pay them to mow the lawn mm-hmm. or do their laundry. That's not a realistic thing. Like they need to do it. And if I certainly don't want to raise kids who somehow feel like they're owed something because they were so heroic 
as to clean up their own clothes. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, I mean, not to disparage men or dads, but there's a lot of times my female friends will complain about their husband doing a chore and they have to come out, display it in front of their wife and show how they were. Look at, I emptied the dishwasher while you were at work or I did or this or that. And they're like looking for praise and reinforcement. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't know any of my mom friends who feel the need to announce to their partner that they folded the load of clothes that were in the dryer or that they made the bed or Mm -hmm. whatever. And so I don't, I don't know. I just don't want to create that type of, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to say entitlement because I think there can be a lot of lessons learned from allowance, but I think it's got to be done carefully. We should do a separate episode on just allowance. Good idea. Yeah. So five, five. My God, you're such a dork. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listeners, I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about a private Facebook group that I just created. It's called Adolescence, a Parents Guide, a support group for high school parents. Parents or caregivers of high schoolers or soon-to-be high schoolers are encouraged to join. We'll be sharing educational resources, supporting each other as we survive the roller coaster of parenting a high schooler and offering a shoulder to cry on when it all gets too stressful. Search for us on Facebook to listen, learn, and join the discussion. All right. So the other strategy, like you talked about the one we use at our house, which is kind of like the just chip in and have a decent attitude and be productive Mm -hmm. strategy. The other one is to put some structure behind it. Like you might have a chore chart, you might have a daily list. And in that situation, people sometimes benefit from having an advance notice about what it is that they're responsible for. They benefit from like the visual cue, right? Like seeing the list or seeing the chore chart. And there's kind of boundaries around it where the kid knows like, this is what's expected of me. It's not any more, it's not any less generally. And so when we have kids who struggle to transition away from activities, like they get it in their head that this is what their day is going to be like. And so a parent saying, hey, um, I want you to go upstairs and clean up the laundry room because I know there's a bunch of cat litter on the floor. They feel really put upon. It feels really unfair. They feel really resentful. Sometimes those are kids that do better with more specifically laid out plans. Yeah. Nothing went wrong with being organized. Yeah. And and I think where we want to be mindful as parents is like, I don't want kids to be like, but I did my chore, so I have nothing else to contribute to this household. And it'll uh. even come down to, let's say one kid is responsible for setting the table. And let's say you're having burgers that night. And somebody else says, hey, can you grab the ketchup out of the refrigerator? And that kid's like, but I already set the table. Mm. And they're super inflexible or they're like, I'm not getting you ketchup. You get it yourself. And they get really caught up in like what's fair or you were on a sleepover last night. It was your turn to set the table and you didn't do it. And so now I'm just, you know, simmering with indignation that this is so unfair. I don't like that. Mm -hmm. And so I, I really caution parents to make sure that they don't use language where, you know, where they imply that. Unless every kid has an equal number of minutes and difficulty when it comes to chores, like things are not fair. Like that's a really unfortunate place for 
everybody to be in because that kid feels so victimized and the parent is not encouraging kids to just be responsive of what the needs are in the house. Like it feels very self-focused. Yeah. So, yeah. So those are the two strategies is go with the flow, be responsive or put some structure behind it. But with the caveat that you don't let your kids get super caught up in what's fair and what's not fair, where it's just a general outline that gives some structure to the situation. How do you feel about parents reminding their kids? Do you find that helpful to be reminded? Um, not several times. I mean, one or two times makes sense. You just want to make sure they don't forget. Sometimes you do forget and it's a good reminder. But if it's constant throughout the day, you clearly know what you're going to do. It just seems really repetitive and really nagging. Does it feel disrespectful? It just makes everything more challenging because then you like – you didn't mind doing it at first to like clean the dishes because you don't mind chipping in. But now if you have like constantly being like, do the dishes, do the dishes, do the dishes. Now you're like, Ugh, how to do the dishes. Like now it's going to be like a simple task that you had to get done. Now it seems like. But the way uh, you're telling the story is if a parent asked you to do the dishes at like two o'clock and it's now seven and they've reminded you five times. Like, what, at what point do you just do the dishes? I mean, like, for example, if a parent tells you to do the dishes after dinner, and it's still lunchtime or 2 in the afternoon, and they're still reminding you, like, make sure to do the dishes after dinner. Make sure to do the dishes after dinner. Like, you haven't even gone to dinner yet. You gotta give them a chance to actually do the chore, you know? Okay, so that, you feel, is, like, more nagging behavior. Yeah. It's not that you didn't do the chore and they're reminding you. It's that they keep... They don't even give you an opportunity yeah. or say like, I don't know, they tell you before you go to school and then they either text you on your way home from school and you're not even home yet. You're reminded now a couple of times. You're going to get around to it at some point. I don't know. It might just be trust because if you have a kid who like doesn't get around to it or for- keeps on forgetting, then that makes sense. Yeah. But like as a kid who normally gets things done is pretty responsible. I mean, I'll figure it out. Yeah. I like to text you guys. If there's a prompt because I want you to be able to refer back to what it is I asked you to do versus having to remember it. Because sometimes, like, I might tell you at a time you're doing something else and you might not remember what I said. Yeah, sometimes when you text me something, I won't open it. Oh. And so then, like, I'll look at my phone and just say, like, the, like, one in the corner Mm -hmm. of the text thing. And I'll, like, go to click on it and then it'll remind me. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. Okay. I think another thing I want to mention is that parents often feel really upset and angry when their kid needs to be prompted to do their chores. And I just want to say to parents out there, your kid needs to be prompted. Like they're not going to care about the chore completion as much as you do. They're doing the chores because you've asked them to, not because they're super invested in having a clean room or folding those towels that are in the dryer. Like if left to their own devices, they might never get done. Like that's just not a priority for them. So if you're sort of waiting for your kids to be just as invested in chores as you are, like you're going to wait forever. They just don't have the same radar. And kids will, for example, I remember my mom getting frustrated. She'd put something on the stairs and the implication is like, oh, when you go up the stairs, like take your thing. I've seen all of you do it. You just step over it. And I a hundred percent get you are not being disrespectful. Like you literally cannot see it. Mm-hmm. And so I just say, oh, 
See yeah. your, your, you know, your jacket's on the stairs, like go bring it up and throw it in the laundry. I don't take it personally. I don't feel disrespected. I don't feel like you're taking me for granted. I just understand like just the place where you're at developmentally is you're just not going to notice those same details that I do. Yeah. So. It's a great example. I know. Well, it's <laughs> obviously very realistic. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we've talked about understanding that kids need to be prompted or reminded, but not doing it excessively or to the point where you are insulting their intelligence or treating them like they're incompetent. Because if you treat people like they're incompetent, they will act like they're incompetent. I do think parents should ask kids respectfully, not ask them, tell them respectfully. I don't think kids should necessarily get a vote. Yeah. But I think it's something that we can request or give a direction in a respectful way. And some kids, they need the consequence. They need to know like, hey, dude, if you don't get it done, like you're not going to be able to go to the basketball courts. So, you know, you decide. Because I think your brother has done that where like he's had something to do later in the day and he's been asked to do something. And then it's like all of a sudden that activity crept up and he hasn't done it. Mm -hmm. And I, as the parent, have to decide, all right, do we, we let this go and then just prompt them when we get back? Or do I say, hey, like you had a choice to get this done or be late to this activity? Like, go ahead and get it done now. Yeah. So as the parent, I have to decide, like, what's the more important thing to do in that Mm -hmm. moment? And then I think that another thing I want to mention is the idea of being respectful of what else is going on in that kid's life. Yeah. So give me an example, because I feel like I'm pretty good at this. Like, give me You are. You definitely are. I remember, I mean, definitely with this semester, because, like, we're online and we are home all the time. But I remember last semester, I was struggling with a few of my classes, and you definitely were good at understanding. She's not sitting upstairs watching TV. She's scratching her head, like, trying to figure out some schoolwork. Her not, whatever, putting away the dishes in the dishwasher is not the number one priority right now. We'll figure out something else. You just are mindful of what we have going on in our plate and are able to be more flexible with that. Yeah, but you have to remember, I also expect that of you. Like recently, I just wrote my third book Mm -hmm. and I was on a time crunch and it was sort of like, mom's writing a book. I'm not equipped to be doing some of the other things because this is how I'm contributing to our household right now is by writing a third book and getting paid for it. And so that meant... That when it came to cooking or cleaning or even a lot of the driving your brother around, you've taken more of a leadership role in because you understood my schedule was, you know, getting adjusted for the book. So I feel like the same thing with kids. Like when your brother was in basketball season, he's not going to get home at 930 and like worry about scooping litter when you got home at 430. Yeah. And even though you're busy and you're doing schoolwork, like you can take a five or 10 minute break and scoop litter. I didn't need him to be doing that at 930 at night. Yeah, it goes back to pitching in to help each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And not taking it personally. Yeah. And not getting caught up in what's fair because you could say, well, it's not fair that I scooped litter four times this week and brother did it none. Mm -hmm. Like, no, it actually is fair because he's got something going on. And then when you do, It'll switch the other way. Yeah. So I try to be a good role model and role model how I want you to act. And I feel like you guys are pretty gracious and generally helpful. I love the aspect of our family where if one person gets up, they will ask, does anybody need anything? Or if someone's like, oh, do you think you could refill my water? The person does it. It's not like, no, you know, I'm not not doing that nice thing for you and we all do it regardless of whether it's a kid or an adult yeah and it's just like a really relaxed courteous way of being Mm -hmm. 
And it's, I feel like we're all like, as soon as one person stands up, I'm oh, like, yeah. ooh, somebody's standing. Yeah. <laughs> Can you take my plate over to the sink? <laughs> yeah. I want popsicles. I need water. <laughs> but everybody does it. Everybody yeah. kind of takes their turn. So it's sweet. It's it one of my favorite things about us. Yeah, even though we all drink out of your water bottle. I know. We've, that's a conversation that we've talked about. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So hopefully we've given the parents out there some good tips on how to support their kids and being good chore doers, as well as role modeling how to ask people to do things for you, contribute to the household. Being and, respectful. Yeah. And just, I don't know, that whole thing of like working as a team. Mm-hmm. How we contribute to the team looks different. Yeah. But the goal is that we all contribute in our own way. Oh, all on deck. That's right. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We yeah. Have new episodes every Wednesday. We have some fantastic episodes in season three. So make sure you stay tuned. Yep. Love you, mom. Love you too, sweetie. Hey, listeners, please join our free parenting webinar series. It's offered each Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please visit www.drtaraegan.com to register via Zoom. Each webinar will offer a 15 to 20 minute presentation hosted by me, followed by a 30 minute question and answer session. If you can't join us live, you'll be sent the recording directly to your email so you can watch it later at your convenience. Join our Facebook page at Dr. Tara Egan to get details about topics we'll be discussing in upcoming webinars. This is my chance to meet you, so please register today.